Not since Gloria Morgan's engagement to Reginald Vanderbilt had New York society seen such a frenzy of excitement, as was aroused by the announcement of the impending nuptials of Lily Goodhue and Roger Humphreys. Although few events elicited more than a yawn from New York society, as soon as the embossed cream-colored invitations were received, the ladies of the 400 promptly beat a path to their favorite couturiers. It was to be the marriage of the decade— a match, if one were inclined to embrace God, made in heaven, the coming together of two distinguished families who came as close to being aristocracy as was possible in America. On the evening of the engagement party, the limousines lined the sweeping tree-lined driveway to the Goodhues Long Island mansion. Lily stood alongside Roger and her parents in the vast marble-floored hall greeting their guests. Even among that galaxy of bejeweled society, her beauty was dazzling. It went far beyond the fact that her hair was the burnished red of an autumn sunset, or that her eyes were the color of the huge emerald she wore on her ring finger, or that the features of her heart-shaped face were sheer perfection. She had an air, an inner radiance that few who saw her that evening would ever forget. It even outshone the expensive pink Chanel dress her mother had ordered from Paris. As they stood posing for pictures, which would appear in the next day's New York Times and Herald Tribune, there could have been no doubt as to her parents' joy. Diminutive, southern-born Violet looked as youthful and lovely as the day when she had burst onto the New York social scene as the bride of the tall, handsome rubber magnate Charles Goodhue. The guests moved into the house— which was decorated with extravagant urns of azaleas, roses, and lilacs, arranged to exquisite perfection. Beyond the open French doors of the ballroom, the terrace and grounds were softly lighted, and the fountains at the far end of the pavilion played under dim yellow lights. Blood-red rhododendrons lined the path down to Long Island Sound. Just then the band struck up Lily of the Valley, and Lily circled the room in Roger's arms. There seemed no question that she was in love. It was evidenced by the smile on her face and the lyrical note in her voice as she greeted her friends. Roger, too, appeared delighted. Despite his unmistakably Brahmin reserve, he seemed unable to take his eyes off Lily. Yet, as the evening wore on, Lily knew she had to get away for a few minutes to escape the hundreds of eyes, so many of which were jealously hoping to find some flaw in this perfect evening. As Roger turned to ask a cousin to dance, Lily slipped quietly from the room, ran across the terrace, down the broad stone stairs, and along the path toward the conservatory. The glass doors closed behind her, leaving her in a silent world of exotic blooms. Idly, she let her gaze wander to the glass ceiling. The dazzling sight of a million stars in the midnight blue vastness suddenly made her wonder how she had come to this moment. If she was shocked to find herself the focus of this evening's party, she supposed she would, literally, have to go back to the cradle to trace the roots of her sense of unworth.